What's up and welcome into the Around the SEC podcast done by myself, Jack Schenkel. And as always, I am joined by these two lovely screwheads, Will Schenkel and Pat of House Party. Um, we have a lot to talk about today, including but not limited to the last bit of baseball that we get to talk about, uh, as well as the big news of the week, um, if in some way I think it has overshadowed the national championship. Well, the NIL rules have been officially changed, so we've got some big deals to talk about and how it's going to affect college football and college athletics as a whole in the future. Without any more ado, let's get into it. All right, let's talk national. Let's talk Natty. Uh, obviously, Mississippi State won, and I believe in the last podcast we were pretty we were pretty settled on uh, Vandy probably taking it. But I think does this come as a surprise to you that Mississippi State won it all? And also, congratulations to Mississippi State; they finally won a national championship. Yeah. Congrats to Chris Lamonis, the team, Mississippi State University, and definitely all the fans that were able to go to the game and the ones that stayed in Mississippi. That was really fun to watch. And the, the atmosphere in Omaha, I mean, that's insane. The fact that they can have, I feel like the whole state of Mississippi was in Omaha, outside of Oxford, of course. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to be like any other Ole Miss fan. Congrats to Mississippi State. You earned it this time proud of you you made the state of mississippi proud and uh you know let, let's see if they can build on that momentum for next year uh I, I was hating on y'all in that series but you know congrats y'all did a hell of a job yeah i will say i don't as weird as this is to say i don't think mississippi state was necessarily the best team in baseball just, no. you know throughout the year they were okay they were above average i just feel like this team really caught fire going down the stretch and was able to, obviously that Notre Dame series was really good, just inch that one out and then just have a really good week. Let's just say, like, have a really good week or week and a half, however long it was, and was able to win national championship. And they deserve it, but, you know, it's like coming in, I don't think anybody expected Mississippi State to win the thing. No, and it, I, I don't, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I don't think this is one of the best teams in college baseball by any stretch. Uh, that's not to take away from the fact that they did it. They were hot at the right time, and at the end of the day, that's what baseball is. Um, baseball's, that's probably, that's baseball is playing. unlike any other sport in that um, you can have the best team, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because you have to – it's just – it has its it, – baseball has its largest swings. Like, you know, you can have – like, let's say the, uh, the 07 Patriots, right? Like it's easy to do it seventeen times, but when you have to do it fifty some odd times a year, you can't always do it. So, um, yeah. Either way, point to, is, to, yeah. Go to ahead. Talk go. about kind of the series a little bit, and if y'all want to talk about anything specifically, y'all can. Uh, but in, but Vanderbilt came out hot, obviously in game one, took control of the game, winning one, winning the first game two to eight. But Mississippi State obviously responded by dominating Vanderbilt the next two games, winning thirteen to two and nine to zero. Just kind of where y'all overall thoughts of the series? To, obviously, none of them were good games. None of them being closer than six runs, and that's the first game won by Vanderbilt. Uh, I think not too much to talk about it. I think one of the biggest things is the pitching performances. But if y'all, before we get to that, if y'all have any thoughts, I, I, um, 
after that first game, I thought it was going to be a two-night series. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily believe that Mississippi State's a bad team, but I do I did think that Vandy is significant was significantly more talented and, uh, throughout the year. Van, uh, Mississippi State's just I don't remember ever seeing Vandy get swept by anybody, but I do specifically remember Mississippi State getting swept by some trash. And obviously some good teams as well. So, or may, correct me if I'm wrong, but they did lose a few series just here and there as well that they definitely shouldn't have lost. So for me, after they after they, they they weren't they weren't Vanderbilt or Arkansas. I mean, no, they I weren't. I, I, did, I will say I didn't expect Vanderbilt to sweep just because Vanderbilt didn't have one of their aces, Kumar Rocker, lighter pitching on the mound for the same. In game, so I thought if Mississippi State had a chance, the best chance to win a game, it obviously did that second game, and they came out and proved it, which gave them a chance to have a one-game series. Anything can happen. They, they, you know, took their shot and got it. Yep. Um. At no point did I expect them to win until the you know the the end of that game. I'm gonna be honest. Like at the end of the third game is when I actually started thinking, okay, Mississippi State has a chance. And again, it's well, yeah, it's. At the third game, they were champions. So yeah, yeah and, and at that, honestly, up until uh, even going into the seventh, I was like, man, I don't think it's gonna happen. Something's gonna Van, Vanderbilt's really? gonna light it up. I I was thinking, man. Nah, nine zero. I, I with how that game was going, it, I don't think there was any question. Um, talking about just kind of what happened with Van. Vanderbilt Kumar Rocker, which is obviously is one of the Kumar Rocker and Will Bednar, the two stories of the third game, which is I guess what we're going to talk about the most. Kumar Rocker, dude, just got stroked. Mississippi State came out and lit the bats up. The top of the lineup was on fire, and that's what you get. Yeah, um, I I don't know what happened. I don't at all. Like that that just doesn't seem to me like he wasn't on great rest. But neither was Will Bednar, only on three days rest. By the way, shout out to him. Pitched six, hit six hitless innings versus Vanderbilt, being taken out in the seventh, obviously. But that's insane. Yeah. The fact Mississippi State held Vanderbilt, well, I mean, obviously that's in the lethal lineup with Enrique Bradfield leading it off, limiting them to one hit in the third game of College World Series. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, Pat, you've been kind of quiet. Do you have anything to say? Well, well, you know, Pat is a little quiet because his rival school probably doesn't want to give him much props. Probably hurt well, him way down deep, but that's. I was gonna say when I started helping y'all out with old baseball stuff, I was high on Mississippi State, and you know, yeah, they're our biggest rival. But I can say deep down, I'm proud. When I first said Mississippi State had one of the most complete pitching staffs, it all started with Will Ben. For me, he solidified himself with that performance as a first-round pick at the end of the month. Kumar Rocker, I have I've seen one bad game from him since he started college. Was that it? And that that was his one bad game. He's gonna make a lot of money. He's gonna be a good pitcher. But the thing is that I would love to say is. Mississippi State, and this is why I think baseball is one of the most, I'm going to say it's a romantic sport, because you never know what's going to happen. And 
they got hot at the right time. And, you know, congrats to them, Will Bednard. I know that hurts for you to say. It, it does hurt a little bit, but damn, they, they showed me how a baseball team needs to win. They need to get hot at the right time, and it, it's romantic how they won it. I, I, mean, I, I, I have to agree. It is a storybook ending for this uh, Mississippi State squad. There's no doubt about that at all in my mind. So, um, I mean, congratulations it's, to, to Mississippi State. With, yeah, that's what you get with tournament sports, though. I mean, no, team, there's no other. Well, I'm losing some, you. What's up? Say that again. But, you know, uh, but, I mean, that's what you get with tournament sports. Uh, not always the number one team's going to actually the number one team has never won or hasn't won in 20 years or what it's ever been but the last thing we need to talk about with this game a little bit of controversy was he out on the last play of the game not that it matters it was a 9-0 game with two outs I don't think it matters at all but let's be honest that was kind of a bad call was it a get this game over with call I think so. I, I, I think the umpire was like, hey, this game's over. But I will say, if I'm a Mississippi State fan, that might be something that kind of annoys me just a little bit. The only reason is a the big what part if. of a national championship win. Yeah. Well, no, it's not, it's not even the what if. The game was over. But the big part of the national championship win is seeing that video of the last play, the, either the strikeout or the throw to first and you like with the Cubs World Series when you celebrate but every time you're gonna I'm losing you Will okay but he was Will we're, 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 can you hear him Pat I, I'm, I'm losing him on my end as well come on Will damn I'm sorry get off that sorry. McDonald's Wi-Fi yeah. well hey this is actually great Wi-Fi so okay but what I was saying was, Eo, you're, you're going to championship with no doubts, but looking like... Plus. I really can't hear him at all. All right, we're going we're gonna to take a second. We're going to fix these technical difficulties, and we'll come right back. How about that? Okay, we're back. Uh, for you, it basically took no time at all, and for us, it took... Probably pretty much no time at all. Will just was not connected to his Wi-Fi for some reason. So, uh, with that being said, all he was trying to say was that uh, in the tournament style, obviously not always the be the best team never really wins and so on and so forth. And then, am, I, am I getting the gist of it, Will? Pretty much. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to move on to the juicy topic of the day, which would be the NIL. So, um, obviously, unless you've been living living under an actual rock. Um, it's been unavoidable. Uh, by the way, with the new NIL being released, obviously now uh, what I was going to say was players can be paid for their image and likeness not by the school, but by other companies. Like, say, uh, a good example of this would be um, uh, Trainox is uh, signed with PetSmart to promote uh, something. And then uh, Kevin Copps is signed with Barstool Sports. Uh, so Kevin Copps is coming back. Um, uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So I 
I actually have. Tell me if you if I cut out and I'll stop talking. But I have some, obviously, some of the bigger the sponsorships that have went along, and I'm starting with Bo Nix being the first athlete starting quarterback at Auburn to get a. Uh, this was controversial. This was very controversial. Yeah. Um, obviously, he didn't waste any time. Um, he posted on his Instagram at 12 a.m. on July 1st, so nope, not wasting any time. But his caption was, How sweet it is to partner with at Drink Milo's for my first sponsorship as a college athlete. Milo is a family tradition at the Knicks house, especially for the holidays. So I'm excited to represent the best sweet tea ever. Um, another one's Dante Allen, Kentucky basketball, teamed up with the playground. Basically, it's kind of a merchandise company. Drew Gilbert, same thing for Tennessee baseball. Evan Neal, Alabama party. I saw a lot of players partnering with gaming apps. Uh, I thought that was interesting. So you're seeing this all around the country really fast. Um, anything else you got to say about that? Um, obviously, it's not legal everywhere yet. So that is – it's legal everywhere that it matters, which is the South. Well, the NCAA made a uh, did. I thought the NCAA kind of made it nationwide. Did they? Yeah, I, I believe that. Pat, you can. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, fact checked. NCAA confirmed around the uh, entire country. So you go from Hawaii to Alaska to Florida to New York. It's all legal now. Yeah. So obviously the big uh, we have a comment on our one of our Twitter posts, uh, and then you can obviously follow us on Twitter. Uh, at around underscore SEC if you want to interact with us and uh, maybe have your comments read on the podcast. But uh, we had a comment that I saw earlier. Someone said, this should have been done 10 years ago. And I cannot possibly disagree more. Now, hear me out. I love the fact that they're doing this now, and I think it's a great time to start doing it as we are introducing the 12-team playoff that we talked about in a previous podcast. Now, the reason I disagree, and I think this hold is up, probably the perfect time. What's up? Okay. Uh, hold up. Let's go over the Twitter comments, and then I got kind of got a question for us to go over kind of our opinions. So. Okay. Well, I've teased my 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 bit, okay. so go ahead. All right. What I'll say, Danny Davis is who Jack was referencing on yep. Twitter. Said I think that should have happened decades ago. The other from Hog Fan at Hogs Anon on Twitter said it's that it's good for everyone involved, players have been exploited for the gain of schools, conferences, and television. It's good to see them finally get this opportunity to earn some for themselves. So I responded by asking, how do you think it will affect the game, recruiting, or other things? He responded, I'm going to wait and see. There's speculation that players will be influenced by potential business deals. Sure, business deals, sure, but it's just another complex level to work around. At the end of the day, playing at the next level is still the goal, so I'll be optimistic but totally unsure. And I think that's a good position. I mean, we're going to speculate on these things, many, as many people are, but we don't know how it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It could be bad. It could be good, but we'll see. Um, we did just get one more response. It kind of takes the other side, and I was glad to see someone did take the other side from Forever Rebel. He said he didn't like it at all. These players are now being allowed to do what professionals do. How's it fair to all players? It's not. Thank, ev- thank everybody is forgetting these players get a free education. That's worth thousands of dollars. Well, let's, he's actually wrong there because they don't only get a free education. They get free housing. They get free professionally cooked meals, free, tr- free access to trainers 24-7, free access to tutors 
And a stipend. And a stipend. So, um, what about the walk-ons? So, the walk-ons, this is good for them. Uh, is it? Is it? I think it is. Who's, who's going to pay a walk-on? Some local mom and pop. I yeah. mean... If you, look, if you have an Arkansas logo on your chest in the state of Arkansas, you're getting something. But, hey, you've got to remember, you can't use the Arkansas logo. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you... But if you if they know you're an Arkansas player... Uh, I, I, we'll talk about that later. Um, so the next question is just us personally. Do you like it? Do you like this rule? So... Jack, you, can go, go first. you want me to continue what I was saying? Uh, yeah. I mean, just kind of give a basic... Do you like it or not? Okay, so... Y- yes. But it's only because of the timing. Um, I think it's... It's a big. It would it would have been a mistake ten years ago, like I said before. College football would have unraveled. Right now, it's in a spot where it's already kind of in pure chaos. Um, obviously, we're switching to the twelve team playoff, and that is where it makes this okay. Because if you're back in the fourteen playoff uh, side of things, then I I totally disagree. Because you're gonna those top four schools, businesses around there. They're going to be able to – what was already happening is going to be able to be done publicly. It was going to be less risky, and those top four teams are going to become much more attractive. But now that we've got a 12-team, which I, is – isn't that pretty much already confirmed at this point, 12-team playoff? I mean, I don't know that it's confirmed, but it's, it's going to happen. And also, to add on to the question, is this good or bad for college athletics? But I'm, we're not asking if it's right or wrong. Um, I, I, I think it's right, but that's not really the question. Do you think it's good or bad for college athletics? Um, again, I do think it's right. This is perfect timing. And do I think it's good for college athletics? I'm going to say yes for now. This is the beginning of the end. It's a fact. Um, I hate to say that, but it's true. This is the beginning of the end. Uh, eventually, they're just going to create a spring league or a fall a fall ju- a junior league. I mean, this is going to be the NFL's G League in in three years. I feel I like that. I mean, that's that's an over exaggeration. But at the end of the day, I think NFL teams obviously this changes how they interact with players as well. It's going to be much easier to get in contact with them and kind of say, hey, you know, I, look. I think the way I see this is. College football has become a junior league at this point. Now. It always has been. No, but not in the way that it is now. Not in the way that it is now. I'm talking about the NFL essentially has a... You know what? I'm not going to talk about that. What I'm going to talk about is the fact that it is a good thing for college football right now because it's going to even the playing field by a large margin, the northern teams are going to get better. The southern teams are going to stay good, and I think that's a good thing because there's obviously a lot of in- in- industry up north, so you're going to be able to pay. Uh, a few companies are going to be able to pay more. So, and uh, obviously, the northern teams haven't been as good in most cases. Obviously, Ohio State and Penn State are obviously two uh, that I would hold out of that category, even though Penn State has struggled. Uh, does anybody, Pat? You look like you disagree. I'd like I'd like to hear what you say. Okay, so my thing is I feel like it's good and it's bad okay. for college football. I feel it's good. You know, the kids can start, you know, they they can start making a little money for what they already do. I mean, 
there are schools with massive TV deals. You look at the Longhorn Network. You look at the Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, all this. You get schools that get all this broadcast money in for, you know, these these boys playing out there. And then on top of that, you know, you have the walk-ons who aren't going to get their scholarship money. They might have less of a stipend. They might have this, that, and the other they got to deal with. But I know this is a, the around the SEC podcast, but if you look at it, the big programs in Power Five are going to benefit more for the NIL deal than the group of five teams. Because you can't say Coastal Carolina or UTSA, Memphis, Cincinnati, they can't take advantage of this. Because those towns might not be able to offer what larger towns or but what you're not thinking about is is those national brands all like like we talked about in the 12 team uh playoff expansion podcast it's only going to take one cinderella and we used coastal carolina in that oddly enough like let's say coastal carolina makes a run and wins it four years from now all of a sudden they're the hottest team in college football you're telling me national brands will be reaching out to try and snag some of those players that's what I'm saying. That's why this is a good thing because the 12 team makes it much more of a tournament style. Like Will was saying, sometimes the number one team isn't going to win, and that is a good thing because that makes it more interesting. Uh, you you may lose the bowl game. We've lost the magic of bowl games forever. That's gone. It's not coming back. But we can regain some magic to college football with this tournament style, and I, I think it's great, and I think the NIL supports this. Um, again, this is the perfect timing for this. I'm absolutely in favor. You tell me this last year and you say, well, we're going to keep a 14 playoff. Again, I'm saying no. It's a terrible idea. And do I think also that the that some of these people are absolute idiots because they think that, well, they're not, you know, people are profiting. No, they're profiting. The players are profiting. They're getting a free education. Whereas most of us would have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get through school. At the, and live in the luxury that they have. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah. Go ahead. So I, I, I'm going to give my opinion here. I'm going to say it's good for college athletics, but for a different reason. I think the talent is going to be better in college athletics because you've seen in college basketball or college baseball or even college football, players will bolt to professional leagues because they want to get their money. But now, in college basketball, you don't have to go to the G League to just make $50,000. If you're the number one overall recruit, Amani Bates, you can go to college and make probably more than $50,000. So if you're going, if you're, if a player's in between and going to a senior year in college football, you could come back and make $100,000 because I think these deals are going to get pretty hefty. Or you could take your chance at the NFL. And you never know that one year could help. So I think this – and one more example for college baseball. A player's kind of on the line of going to the draft and maybe being a 13th-round pick or going to a college and spending three years. Well, he can get paid now in those three years of college, so he doesn't have to worry about money. So can you all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. I was, I was waiting for you to finish. Because you, you, really, you make a really good point. Now – do you think this? What you said makes me think of something. Is school is going to a school for loyalty dead? It's been dead. 
It, it's been dead a long time. Short of in-state recruits going to the school for that sole reason, um, that, I mean, it's been dead. There's no loyalty. Does that make anybody else sad? 100%. I mean, you, you look at what Lane Kiffin's doing right now, you know, come to the SIP, stay in the SIP. I mean, for years, recruits from Mississippi have been going to North, uh, well, Tuscaloosa and all LSU, uh, you know, all this stuff. Recruiting's been dead for me for what, years. I what killed it? To it? What killed it? <laughs> no, I just maybe the transfer rule, or uh, it could be NIL, and this might be the death nail because players are going to start coming to schools as a job and not because they look it will be because they like like the school and players like the school but you look at like Henry Tuo from Tennessee I mean he, he was beloved by Tennessee and he acted like he loved Tennessee but if there was any loyalty you wouldn't go to Alabama I mean I'm not I'm not blaming him at all but you I mean if you really love Tennessee like a Tennessee fan would you wouldn't if that wouldn't even be a consideration it's a business it has been a business for the past 10 years or so. And this is just nailing the coffin. Yeah. Well, it is, it's crazy to think that this is where we are now. And, so, you know, it sounds like we're, we're taking a very sad tone to this, like college football is dead. I think, no, college football just just got its spark back. Uh, in my I, I, think, I think this is not going to change much at all. I, I really... I really don't. And actually, I think there's a chance. I mean, college football, as we know it, is dead. But the actual game on the field is not going to change. And I will say, this is one point, I think, how it might actually uh, spread the talent gap gap a little bit. If you're the second-string quarterback on Alabama, you might be able to get a little endorsement deal. But more than likely you're not going to get the big deal that a starting cornerback at Tennessee, Kentucky, Ole Miss could get. So will players see that and say, okay, I could get a starting job here and get more exposure, or should I just go and be a backup here? Because as a backup, I think people are overestimating how much every single player is going to be paid. Walk-ons are not going to be paid that much. Like at all. Like I think some people are really going to find it hard to find a sponsorship or anything going on i'm not saying they won't but who's going to get more a starting cornerback at kentucky or the backup who you never see at alabama i still think the starting cornerback at kentucky i agree so more than agree on that. imagine what trevor lawrence could have done with this good lord Look, imagine johnny menzel good <laughs> tim tebow yeah. oh my i mean they would have been Millionaires. Uh, by the way, Josie at Tennessee State, the forgot the rapper's son signed a two million dollar deal. No. Two million. Oh, and I, another question I want to pose: Should the players be able to use the school logo? I I know they have reasons why not, but I find that so stupid. Like, I think logo. And I think in some situations they actually are, but I, I don't know what those specific situations are. Um, I, 
I don't. I don't think they should because this is endorsing you, not the school. And uh, especially like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't. You're not endorsing the school. You're endorsing the player because they play for the school. Granted, but if you want to have that conversation again, then I mean that's what led to this, right? The school is using the player's name, image, name, image, and likeness for their own benefit. Now the players are getting to use it for theirs. Uh, the school should not be able to make money off of that again. We're, we're, we are where we are now because of this. Also, um, it's going to become a lot easier for coaches to pay players. Just so we're clear. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm, I'm losing you, Will. Hold on. Will, I lost you. What's up? Okay, I was. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I was I was wanting to listen to what you're saying. Oh, Will, Will's, Will's d- dipped. Well, uh, I guess Pat, what do you what do you have to, th- to say about what I said? Okay. Well, my thing is, and this is just a personal thing because you know, Ole Miss, we've gone through a bunch of logos in the past you know uh 10 15 years mascots all that if uh, if a player wanted to use a, a mascot that wasn't you know endorsed by the university anymore, i'd be fine with that the rebel but <laughs> we've got will back by the way will's back um yeah i would actually be okay with that I mean, but my thing is, you know, like you said, the university is already, you know, kind of, you know, it, the players don't need to be using their likeness. The university doesn't need to use players' likeness. I mean. So what about the NCAA game? Because you make you bring up a good point, Pat. Let's. Bring it back. So bring it back. so how do you do how do you do that? Do you pay the players and then the university, or do you pay the university for the players? Probably both. So, so what I, what I mean by that is you. So you can't use the logo. The players can't use the logo. So they're giving their name, image, and likeness to the to EA, supposedly, and then the then the NCAA or then EA reaches out to the university and says, "Hey, can we use your school?" So how does that work? Because that, that's a genuine question. Or do you just... Well, no. I mean, that's that's as simple as it gets. How, do, how does that work? Is it EA getting the rights from the NCAA to merge those two? Or vice versa? That's for a lawyer to figure out. <laughs> I, I, think, I think both entities should get paid. But the players profit more than the university. Because all they're doing with the university... Is they're getting the likeness of the stadium, the uniforms. What else are they doing? Coaches, coaching staff, hopefully. You know, it's EA. They're not going to give us that kind of customization. They did it. Hey, they've got it in Madden right now. Well, they 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 are testing features in this Madden for the NCAA. Because guess what they brought back? The squiggly lines, momentum. Stadium atmosphere. 
Madden's terrible, game. by the way. Madden is terrible. Don't buy it. Yeah, Wait. Please don't make it like Madden. Yeah. Please don't make it. But by all means, steady the. If you want to test some features in Madden, go ahead. See, go ahead. What I want back, NCAA 06, Road to Glory, but with NCAA 11 with Aaron Andrews. I want that back. Oh, you're talking about the... Yes, yes. The Road to Glory, baby. That was a beautiful, beautiful game. Like, you had to, like, study and all that kind of stuff, keep your GP up. Now we're just talking about video games. We're not even talking about the SEC anymore. We're talking about the NCAA as a whole. So... But it brings a good point. It brings up a good point. Yeah. So I say you pay the university less than what you're paying the players because screw it. The university's already making too much money off these kids. Boycott man. The university is not. Does the university really lose any money for this? No. I, mean, I don't think so. Because I mean, they they still sell the official licensed stuff. Yeah. They just can't use player names. The websites can use player names and stuff, but not. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out even three years down the road for me. I think there's going to be an overinflation of news for the first few years. And it's going to settle back down. It's going to settle down into kind of a. This is just what happens. Kind of like the transfer portal is. By the way, the transfer portal sucks. I'm officially against the portal now. I was originally for it because, you know, it seemed kind of fun. But now it's so stupid. I I mean, I think it is the dumbest. I, I, man, I just think it's so stupid. See, I think that's another thing that's going to... It's going to be really bad now, and it's going to be less and less as we go along. And the reason is, these kids haven't found out there's not always going to be a spot for them. One guy who's transferring out of Arkansas thinking, oh, I'm going to make it to a school on Arkansas's level. Well, that school is full of scholarships now, and there's 2,000 players in the transfer portal with nowhere to go. So, I yeah, think that's I- another thing that's going to be really overinflated at first, but in the next few years, you're probably going to see less and less. The transfer portal is broken, and it's it's free agency now, and I hate it. Like I liked, I liked where if you wanted to transfer, you had to sit out a year. Well, so it's and it counted against your eligibility. I think that's why you're going to see a lot of schools. Stop recruiting as many high school players and start recruiting other colleges. I mean, that's all it's going to be because after they do that transfer rule, what are you going to have? A freshman All-American or a really good freshman come to your school? Because after they transfer one time, they can't transfer again. Then you have a player that's locked in for three years or you can sign a three-star that's going to sit there for two years on the bench and then all of a sudden decide to transfer with no penalty. You're going to see a lot of people start start going to this transfer portal. It's like what basketball is now. Basically, yeah. Which, by the way, another thing that's probably going to spread the talent gap a little bit. Because you're going to see higher rated recruits start to go into lower level schools because there's no more room. This is an interesting topic. I mean, like, there's just... 
we've we've gone down a rabbit hole. We'll, we'll acknowledge that. Does there? Does anyone have a number? I miss Clay. We need we need a stats guy now. <laughs> we need, what's the number of players now that have officially signed something? Or do we have any idea? There's there's no way of trying that. Somewhere in the thousands has to be. Hundred and ten thousand applicants for Barstool Sports. There's there's no way they're gonna accept all those. No. No one has time for you see Kevin, but like I said, Kevin Cops was like one of the first. You see, did you hear me, Will? Uh, no, say it again. I said Kevin Cops was the first uh, to sign the bar stool. No, it was a, a it was a girl volleyball player made a video on. No, oh, I thought I thought didn't Dave Portnoy tweet it out that. Kevin Cops was the first. I think uh, Barstool Mincy, Ole Miss alum, fraternity brother of mine. <laughs> nice. Ooh, ooh, wow. They, okay, I'm looking up how many NCAA athletes already have endorsement deals. There's like 3,000 articles. Yeah. Yeah, boy. Uh, well, are we done? I mean, I feel like we've kind of... Yeah, we've kind of... We're, we're beating a dead horse at this point. Um, this has been an open discussion, so feel free to... Uh, well, feel free to, to comment, to send us your thoughts on this podcast. Obviously, we appreciate you for listening. Uh, don't forget to like this podcast and share it with your friends. Helps us a lot. Um, uh, we enjoy talking about this stuff. Obviously, right now, we're in a weird period where there's not much news to actually talk about. Uh, so we're just kind of finding topics that are going on and we're, we're kind of talking about those and how they pertain to the SEC. So uh, hope you did enjoy this podcast. It was another short one. No ad this week either, so you can save your ears from the same old ad. We'll have to re-record that with Pat, by the way. Um, well, I guess we can go ahead and uh, let's end this thing. You guys have anything to say closing? I think it's going to be a good thing for college football as far as the NIL. Congratulations to Mississippi State on their national championship first in school history. Um, that's all I got. All right. Uh, congrats, Mississippi State University. Congrats to fans of Mississippi. And let's see how this NIL deal affects college football this upcoming season. All right. Well, without any more ado, as I said at the top, which is totally wrong, it's further ado. We'll talk at you next week. Bye, everybody.